You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Something's done. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? All right, welcome to Triviality, everybody. This is, that, Ken. Forget it. this is Ken. This uh, is Ken. We have in the studio Neil and Jeff. How you doing, guys? You didn't say the whole thing. Doing all right. I'm doing better than both of you guys. You both have Band-Aids on your arms. What's that from? Uh, we got some blood tests today, but not together. Not at the same time. No. no. It was just coincidence. <laughs> was it trying to see if your blood could fit each other just in case of emergency? Absolutely not. Uh, nope. Mine was a annual routine health exam. All right. Super and exciting. So, uh, Matt, you're you're out in L.A. Did you get your blood tested today? No. Look at these guys with all their fancy uh, health checks and such. Some of us don't have insurance. <laughs> now, do you know your blood type, Ken? Because I recently had to find out because they did not have it on record, and I had to ask for a specific blood type test. Well, I asked him today because I'm a 33-year-old man, and I don't know my blood type, and apparently everybody else does. And I asked him, they said it's not there on the chart because they have to test for that specifically. Hmm. So, I don't so it's know. not just a chart that says brunettes, blondes, redheads? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and uh, in the studio with us... <laughs> they, did at, they did ask me which I preferred, though. <laughs> oh, okay. That was one of the things. Like, do you smoke? No. Right. Blondes, brunettes, redheads. Is that like a HIPAA violation, though? It seems pretty intrusive. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty open with that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, well, we have a, a very special uh, guest in studio with us today. <laughs> Only the second in-studio guest we've had since um, we all got vaccinated, and that's Emily Baker, our Oakland Five supporter. How are you? I'm good, and I do know my blood type. What, do you know what is it? Do you mind disclosing what it is? My, don't worry, everyone. My blood type. My blood type's O negative. I'm the universal donor. If you need blood, hit me up. Universal donor Emily Baker and Patreon type donor. O negative. Both. I, I have a question. Um, okay. Will you ask any questions if I hit you up for blood? No. No questions asked. Yes. Give me that cash money. <laughs> now, there is a movie about giving blood called Blood In, Blood Out. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> is that what it, that's about? It's, it's strictly about nice, nice people just giving blood. It's about phlebotomists. Phlebotomists, yes. Uh, thank you for being here, Emily. Yeah. Um, anything new in your world since you've joined us last? I got bangs. That's it. All right. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking dun, 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 dun. I have bangs now. I, that's more news than most people have from the last 18 it's months. It's very exciting. I got bangs and I'm a little bit more blonde than I used to be. So big things happening in my world. Oh, I moved. That's, mm. Well, congratulations. Thanks. That's nice. It was yeah. good times. Yeah. 
So we haven't seen you since before the pandemic started, basically. No. So yeah. it's good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Awesome. And we have another special guest uh, over the internet uh, coming to us from central Massachusetts. He's also an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, and that is Chris Shen. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, I am currently on summer break because I'm a guidance counselor in a high school in uh, Massachusetts. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoying, I would normally be enjoying sleeping in, but when you have two kids under eight, that doesn't happen very often. So for me, sleeping in is sleeping till six thirty or seven. Nice. Well, that's all right. I mean, it sounds like you have a very, very busy schedule all throughout the year and why not just make it more busy over the summer with taking care of the kids, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm always and taking it, care of somebody's kids, whether they're mine or somebody else's. Well, speaking of, of kids, uh, we're all sort of kiddish here in the studio. So if you only had one piece of guidance counselor advice for us as podcasters, what would that be off the top of your head? One piece of advice. Or, um, just, maybe as, you or could, just as people, I need it. Maybe you, could, <laughs> maybe you could send that back in time in like a lake house style mailbox. Mm-hmm. So I could, uh, I could actually read that when it would be pertinent to me. I don't know. I guess the, the piece of advice that I give to the students most often is just never settle. Like, do stuff that you want to do. And even if you, you know, just like you guys are running a podcast, like I'm sure that if you talk to, you know, somebody, a financial planner, they would probably say that's not a good idea, but you know, it's we not did, always about and the money. They did. <laughs> yeah. It's not always about the money, you know, it's do, do what you want to do. Don't, you know, don't have any regrets at the end of the, at the end of the day. You're so. trying to make me cry here on this day, Chris. <laughs> you, you would be amazed at how many kids I have crying in my office. <laughs> Well, thank you for that advice. And speaking of never settling, uh, I think you're going to partner with Matt today. Is that right? That's right. Yep. All right. So you, you have one of the... Didn't want to settle for me. Didn't want to settle for yep. Jeff or Neil. <laughs> mm-hmm. He chose Matt. Uh, Matt, you are the chosen one. Uh, you're going to be partners with Chris. Any ideas on a team name for both of you before we start today? Um, I mean, I think we're both two men who in our profession make kid- children cry. So um, I, don't, I don't know. So uh... The crybabies. Oh, there you go. Cry babies it is. All, All right. right. So we got the cry babies. Why babies? The cry babies. Jeff, you and I are going to partner today. Yeah. Uh, do you want to stick with the kid theme? We could be something like uh, kid tested, not mother approved. All right. Yeah, that's fine with me. We'll be kid tested, not mother approved. A nice long name. <laughs> that's a weird one. Um, and uh, Ken, in, in a very. Um, I believe that's the, the uh, a play on is that like check cereal where it's like kid tested, mother approved. Yeah, I, I, think it, I thought it was Jif- I thought it was peanut butter. I, oh, I, I thought it was Kix. I thought it was oh. So we got one peanut butter, we got one Kix, we got one Chex. Which we'll, one look, it? we'll look it up and I'll let you know after the rules break. All right. And Ken, you're playing by yourself today in an unprecedented move. Yeah. You're going to be quick, quickest draw today. Quickest draw because I'm always just kind of playing off the top of my head, but today I'm going to be even quicker. All right. Well, uh, we have uh, three teams technically playing today, so let's hear the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. All right. Well, we heard the rules. It looks like it's going to be uh, Neil and Jeff versus Chris and Matt versus Ken. 
Emily, uh, feel free to take it away. Anything we should know about your game today, or is it just a... Classic. A classic Emily game. A classic Emily mix-em-up. All sports. (laughs) It's all sports. Oops, all sports. (laughs) I mean, right in time for the Olympics. (laughs) Can you imagine if I wrote a whole sports game? That would be bananas. I would be shocked. I know. One day I'll do it. I'd be delighted. (laughs) You'll never see it coming. Uh, no, so I, I I will just go ahead and start with question one, and it's a sh- it's a short and sweet one. Uh, what instrument evolved from the sack butt? <laughs> We're locked in. Okay. This is one that has come up multiple times, and I believe I think it's the saxophone. What do you think, Chris? Do I don't know. For some ideas? reason, it just made me think of. It made me think of the bagpipe, but that's just for no reason other than I'm thinking of a sack of something <laughs> blowing <Yeah>. air. <laughs> you know, it's the bagpipe, yeah. but I, I don't know if that's. I feel like that, that was that's the, all that uh, I have. the red herring last time, and I believe we got it wrong. Yeah. But I might be wrong with saxophone. So let, let's be wrong You're with bagpipes. You're probably more right. No, no, no. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're going down with bagpipes. Well, Bag I know it's not the it piano that you're tickling your fingers across if you play the sack butt. Uh, yeah, Jeff and I uh, immediately wrote down trombone for our official answer. Hey, me too. It is the trombone. Yeah. I, had, well, I we couldn't not write about the way. sack butt. Yeah, I knew it was something that blows. Hey. <laughs> okay, guys, question number two. Between 1946 and 1963, what current NBA team was known as the Syracuse Nationals? Yeah, I, I think this is kind of one you need to know or you don't know, but I, I have an educated, somewhat educated guess, so we're going to lock in. First, it made me think of the Kings, but I feel like the Kings are more recent than 63. And they were in Sacramento uh, Kings. They were in somewhere Kansas else City? before then. They were in Kansas City. It might have been yeah. the Kansas City Royals or something like that, Kansas City Kings. They were the because they had their team um, names were the Kings and Royals because they had the whole thing that was their thing and then the Chiefs so they were Chiefs Kings and Royals yeah um, I think that this is the before they became the Sixers in the ABA and eventually became the Sixers in the NBA hmm. I feel like this yeah, is that Philadelphia because the Sixers yeah okay because yep. they weren't the Knicks and the Nets were a different they were right. actually the Nets at the time so I I think we can lock in with the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, that's a great guess. Um, we just figured, you know, the it's New York. It probably isn't the Knicks because they've been around for a long time. And we just went over to the Nets, thinking that maybe they were called something else. And I think she wrote a question about the Pelicans because they're cute. That does sound like me behavior, but uh, no, Matt and Chris are right. It's the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Not right. cute. Not as cute. Now, were both of your blood tests done by Doctor J? <laughs> no we had phlebotomists they would have deal. legally had to tell them <laughs> excuse me gentlemen i'm dr j i'll be taking care of you today if they don't it's entrapment <laughs> all right let's move on to question three what video game released in 2020 follows the main character zagreus this game is a dungeon crawler and each run challenges a player through a random series of rooms populated with enemies and rewards all right, quickest draw is locked in. Um, do you need to mute, Jeff, or do you have any idea on this one? Because I don't even know what a dungeon crawler is, other than like someone who lives in their basement, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, like, 
an original like um, Castlevania or Zelda mm. would be like a dungeon crawler. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll lock in with a guess here. You guys can feel free to talk over there. All right. So Matt, you gamer at all? Um, not really, not anymore. No, unfortunately. This one probably more recently than me. <laughs> yeah, I I mean. 2022 I, I i'm having a hard time thinking i know there was a few of those um i can't even think of the name of them they're those really really hard games that nobody can beat uh <laughs> you know those ones I, super mario I know. brothers that's what it is i guess it, i don't think they're mario's cousin's name zagreus i have i have literally no idea on this one may uh, yeah I mean, I don't like uh, the last system I owned was, I think, a PlayStation. <laughs> so, yeah. like the original PlayStation. So, you know, I'm not going to be any help. I mean, unless it's something like it's not, it's not going to be one of the remakes like God of War. Or, oh, know, one, maybe you know, let's like say um, maybe Dark Souls. That's the one I'm thinking of. And okay. I think that came out around then. And it's, I think it's a dungeon crawler. So we'll say Dark Souls. All right, uh, Jeff and I had no idea, so we um, put an answer of a movie that we enjoy that kind of has a dungeon feel to it, I suppose, and we said uh, People Under the Stairs, directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> and I think the game reference here is called Hades? Hades? Yeah, it's Hades. Wow. Zagreus is the son of Hades, and he's trying to escape the underworld. Yeah, won uh, won some awards this year. Yeah, it's a really, really stunning game. It's, like it's really game. good. Oh, yeah. does it star James Woods Jr.? <laughs> I don't know. Do I they have, have it? Do they it. have it for the original PlayStation? <laughs> I'm afraid not. I wish. Yeah. No. You can find Orpheus being like a, a big sad boy. No, well, they, they, yeah, they've got it for the original PlayStation, but it's on twelve thousand discs. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, Chris, you have a lake house now, so just put put the name of the game in there, and we'll go back in time, and it'll be a PlayStation game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to question four. Which three countries have coastlines on both the Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea? All right, Jeff quickly locked in without conferring me, which is what I, uh, you know, <laughs> wanted to happen. So we're gonna stay here locked in. Okay, so Atlantic and Mediterranean. We're probably looking at some of those Eurasian countries, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think? Yep. I, do you think Turkey's one of them? I mean, it, I, I would have a tough time coming up with one, not to mention three. Perfect. Um, I think Turkey <laughs> could be one. I mean, I don't know. What about what about Egypt? Would Egypt be one, or is that? Oh, I, don't I know like if that's I like on... I like Egypt. We got Turkey. We got Egypt. Is there anything next to Egypt? I mean, I don't know Egypt. Ooh, that that region is uh is not good for me on those sporkle quizzes. It's a big blink. Um, I don't I don't really know what's what's going on down there. Um. Because I was thinking these were closer to the, uh, like, Turkmenistan and uh, Kazakhstan regions, but maybe, but those aren't on the Atlantic Ocean. So yeah. So I, I like Turkey and Egypt, and then maybe like, what do you think, Morocco or something? Is that in the sure. northern part of yeah. Morocco? Yeah, yeah. I think Morocco's on the uh, Mediterranean. Perfect. Morocco, Egypt, and Turkey. Jeff, what are the answers? Okay, I'll, I'll let Jeff <laughs> talk, yeah. Um, 
Well, uh, the first one that comes to mind is something that would straddle the Straits of Gibraltar. So Ooh, sexy. That's, uh, the, yeah. that's the name of my favorite film. Ooh, who's he? I, <laughs> so I, I pretty quickly wrote down Spain, and on the other side of that is Morocco. And then I remembered that not only does uh, France have like Calais and the Riviera in the south, but also like Normandy would be the Atlantic Ocean. So uh, we locked in with France, Spain, and Morocco. And shockingly, I wrote down France, Spain, and Morocco. Yeah, all of you guys got Morocco and then additionally France and Spain. So um, mm. clo- close over there. Um, but yeah, we're <laughs> also looking for France and Spain. Uh, Ken, I want you to one. know that I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, that was nice. I wasn't sure about Morocco. I was pretty pretty solid on France and Spain, but yeah, let's change gears completely. Yay! <laughs> In 2019, a Facebook event went viral that included the subtitle "They Can't Stop Us All." Mm-hmm. What location was the raid? This raid supposed to take place? <laughs> oh please! Oh. Naruto, <laughs> Naruto running to the lock-in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, is Do you remember it this, Neil? Is it this? Yeah. Okay, we are locked in over here. All right, uh, Chris, were you were you planning on joining? Do you know where the, where they were going? <laughs> no, because I check Facebook about twice a you know once every two weeks, so I would have been so you, two weeks late you, probably. You you missed the invite when we were all going to storm Area Fifty One yes. and find out what they got there. So <laughs> Area Fifty One. I uh, would like you all to know that every Saturday morning, uh, when I go get groceries at Target, I Naruto run into the store. Uh, so we knew this was Area Fifty One. I put Area Fifty One. Yeah, they they got over two million RSVPs to storm Area Fifty One, and only a small number of people showed up. But they had a good time. But they didn't see any aliens. But they had a good time. They vibed. They danced in the desert. Just, Sounds like just burning, burning man. man. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I think feeling, they're gonna do music festivals. I have a feeling that if there were aliens on Earth, we would probably know about it. Do you think there was a large overlap? How will we know unless we storm Area Fifty One? <laughs> we're, re- we're rebooting it, everyone. <laughs> do you think there was a large overlap between Area Fifty One raiders and Burning Man attendees? <laughs> Almost certainly, huh? The only thing keeping them together were a bunch of people dressed as K-Packs. Oh, Ken's favorite alien. No. Uh, so after why do you keep saying that how many times have you said that k-pax is my favorite movie just because k-pax is my nickname therefore it's your favorite k-pax is when you were dating bill paxton though Uh, your celebrity couple yes yes uh all right so after five questions it looks like team crybabies matt and chris are at 20 and tied at 30 are uh the kid tested not mother approved and quickest draw no i have 40 you have 40 yeah Oh, because he got Hades. The only one. Sucker. All right. Next question. There's uh-huh. a lot going on. We'll just go to question six. The name Alan Smithy is significant in the movie industry because it indicates what? Locked in. We're thinking Alan Smithy in Hollywood. What's this, what's this guy doing? Uh, you're the one in L.A. Oh, yeah. Um. I know. If, <laughs> I, he, he doesn't you know have him? a star. I look, I look at all of them when I run. I haven't seen an Alan Smithy. Um, I think it sounds familiar, um, but I, I don't, I don't know if it's like what they they use for an unknown actor or if it's something like that. But I don't remember exactly what it is. I think it's like, like an like an 
alias for something, but I don't like a Jane Doe or like or yeah. like an extra. Like an maybe alias? maybe well like or if they're Alex. in like a it's like a a non SAG production and they're in it and they don't it's like a something like that against against the okay. Screen Actors Guild. So but I think it has something to do with that. I don't know exactly how to describe that as an answer, but what I said. So as an alias. Yeah, an alias for a for an actor. For someone who's not in SAG. I think yeah, yeah. I think you're good with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Steven Soderbergh um, loves to use Peter Andrews. Uh, I had to use this on a recent project, but there was no credit, so I didn't have to say Alan Smithy. But uh, it's usually when someone refuses or declines their own name as credit because they don't like the project or don't want to be involved with it. Yeah, I too said it was a pseudonym for maybe a director who was editing his own film outside of guidelines or uh, yeah, somebody who didn't want to be credited. I, it is Neil's correct an official pseudonym used, pseudonym used by uh, directors that don't wish to have their name associated with a project. I don't know how I, you guys want to score that. Everyone was like, yeah, there, there points. Close. Yeah, points yeah, all around. Points. Take some points. Yay. <laughs> awesome. We need it. Thank you. Um, great. Yeah, we'll take them where we can get them. Yeah. Okay. Question seven. In Greek mythology. Who was cursed to always have the last say, but never speak first? This is incorrect, Jeff, but I just saw a meme of it, and it's the only Greek name I can think of off the top of my head. I know it's incorrect. You know what? I'm fine with the memification going of for our the answers. Meme. Okay, we're, we're going to lock in over here. All right. How's your Greek uh, mythology? Well, I mean, I was thinking, first I was thinking the sirens, but then I was like, what about Echo? Oh. The dolphin. <laughs> yes i've never heard of anybody i mean it sounds like it could be a greek word but you know they never no i, I believe first, but they always speak i last. believe that's where echo comes from is that they just repeat that makes a lot of sense i'm really i'm good with that let's go with echo that sounds very smart that sounds very very good i mean my echocardiogram i just did uh had a heightened uh hey i had one too you had one too me too yeah in january i'm alive i'm good um, but yeah, we didn't say Echo. That's a great guess. Uh, I just saw a meme the other day of uh, Eurydice, um, which I believe was the boyfriend looking at another girl meme, but they had Eurydice looking at his own <laughs> girlfriend, <laughs> which was pretty funny. So uh, yeah, we liked him with Eurydice. I said Echo. Yeah, it is Echo. She was uh, cursed by Hera to, to always have the last say, but never speak first. Gee dang. Yep. All right. Question eight. Inflated floating pigs are associated with which UK rock band? We can lock in. <laughs> mm. awesome. Now, if Inflated? Matt can get this through <laughs> a Simpsons episode, <laughs> yeah. is this? Uh, are they locked in? Yeah. yeah. Is this? Um, is this Pink Floyd? I I do recall that Pink Floyd had floating pink flick pink. Pigs had floating Pink Floyds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Ken's Simpsons reference was I. I think that I think that was Peter Frampton though. Was he in Pink Floyd? I don't know. I don't know anything. But I, I'm not. pretty good. He was not. Yeah, I'm pretty good with locking in with Pink Floyd because that that is what I yeah. recall. For some so. reason it's Pink. Yeah, it's. I think it's Pink Floyd. Yep, you'll see them floating above a uh, early industrial city on the cover of their 1977 album, Animals. We said Pink Floyd. 
And I'm pretty sure Pink Floyd is in that episode too. Um, I said Pink Floyd. Yeah, it is Pink Floyd. That ended up being half a Simpsons question, I suppose, for Ken. <laughs> but we'll get in on we'll we'll check on that. Um, but yeah, points all around. Yay! Did they use the Pink Pigs quite often, or is it just one album, or what? Um, yeah, it's supposed to kind of represent some of the fat cat capitalist stuff mm-hmm. that they were against in the late seventies, early eighties, before uh, Waters left the band. That's when they gave away all their wealth. And do the Grateful Dead Care Bears, do they <laughs> oh. represent anything, like the bears or no? Or is that just it's bears? They're That's just it. like bears. They're just cute bears. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that on that album there's uh, there's two songs called Pigs, one called Sheep, one called Dogs. Ah, I see. So where are the dog balloons? Actually, there might be three. There's I think there's Pigs 1, 2, and 3. Actually, no, I think about Three Little Pigs. And then there's Dogs and Sheep. Hmm. Okay. So it's a good album. All right. Kind of sounds like they should have made a dog balloon, but I won't get mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's or go to question do. nine. It sounded fun. Right? <laughs> a sheep balloon. <laughs> All right. Question nine. Chondrichthyes are a class of fish that are unique for being primarily composed of what? All right. These guys are all set in the studio. So what are you guys thinking? You think the, you think the fish could be made primarily of water? I think most fish are primarily of water. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll... I'm made primarily of water. Me too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm made primarily well, of water, sense. Ken. Guys, like and subscribe if you're made of Can water. Can you drink me? Can you drink me? <laughs> uh, so obviously, we don't know what we're talking about. Um, but you did say you did say cartilage, and I think that's interesting because uh-huh. that would be like a really like stiff fish, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with it though. I, I kind of like. That was uh, that was it. Thanks for coming out, guys. We've been stiff fish. That was Neil's nickname in uh, junior high, I think. That was my nickname that in was, junior high. That's why I wasn't allowed that. on. That's why I wasn't allowed on field trips anymore. I, I, see it. I, I went, I went that not literal, but like you went on that a fish who's like like kind of a stiff, and he's just like it goes around to the other fish, and he's just like serious old. <laughs> <laughs> after that trip to that that what health the hell's wrong with Gary after that health tr- uh, field Such trip to the Robert Crown Center uh, where he learned about puberty <laughs> Neil wasn't allowed on field trips anymore uh, right, so, so you're saying cartilage said, yeah let's go cartilage uh, we two said cartilage and I will give the German three and say cartilage uh, yeah it is cartilage all of you guys kind of <laughs> guessed your way around that one I'm very proud it's like sharks and, and rays and stuff. Yeah. Those guys. Sharks and rays and fish. Oh, my. Sharks and skates and the like. Noise. And Noice. just to confirm, in West Side Story, are the sharks made up of cartilage? Par- their noses Part- are. Parts of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> their ears. Ears, nose. That's why they're all so angry with each other. It's like one had cartilage, one team had cartilage, one didn't. <laughs> they stole the cartilage from the other team. From the, from the jet. Right from under them. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. Let's, let's go to question 10. Olivia Rodrigo recently released her Sour Prom concert film. The marketing for this concert included images of Rodrigo in it, as a prom queen crying, holding a bouquet of flowers. This attracted negative attention from what artist who had similar imagery on her 1994 album, Live Through This? Well, we can lock in. I know this one. I'm 100% on this one. Oh, confident. It's a, it's a Twitter thing. I know it. This is, this is what I know. It is. It's drama. This does seem like a mad question. <laughs> a prom album cover, 1994. So it'd have to be someone who was big, who's a solo artist in 1994. They're in a band. Oh, they're in a band. Yeah, I'm just the artist no in particular. 
The person in particular is upset with Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, the person. So who would be big? I'll, on... I'll take the name or the band. Okay. Who would be big on Twitter from 1994? Uh, Garbage is fairly, I mean, she's kind of on Twitter. I forget the lead singer's name. That would make sense why Matt would have known it. He does love garbage. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's like a. He's a raccoon. <laughs> It's not a Sinead O'Connor or anything like that. No, I wasn't thinking that. Um, It'd have to be a rock. I think it's a rock group. Um, yeah, it could be. It's not Four Non Blondes. I or... was trying to, I ruled out, uh, I don't think it's Lisa Loeb. Her 94 album, I don't think it was like that. Uh, do you want to just go garbage, I guess? Yeah, the other ones, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of any other album covers that have that on there. I, I know what they're referencing. I just, I can't, um, I know the picture too. I've seen it. I just, it's not coming to me. So I, garbage is all I got. I just said Alanis Morissette. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah, after sorry. after the controversy was starting, she really uh, dug herself a hole. Uh, pretty sure this is Courtney Love. It is Courtney oh, Love. Yeah. yeah, no, she she wrote to Olivia Rodrigo saying like, "I'm expecting you to send me flowers." It's like you don't own prom photos, Courtney Love. Get out of here. I'm surprised she, she came. She might at... own actual prom photos. She probably, she probably owns does, prom yeah. photos, but she doesn't own the idea of crying prom queens. Well, yeah, Carrie owns that. Well, then yeah, I was going to say then Courtney Love probably ripped off <laughs> Carrie. Yeah. Speaking of prom photos, I was doing some cleaning before my apartment <gasps> move, and I found mine, and they are not good. <laughs> I need to see them. Where was your prom? I also need to see these. I will. I actually have a picture on my phone because it's funny. Where was your prom? Was it like at a, an event space or it's at the museum? Yep. Oh, you went to the. Oh, that's cool. Yep. We didn't get to go to the museum. the museum. Okay. Ben, ben Stiller was there. That's right. <laughs> Uh, after after the first round, it looks like Team Kid Tested Not Mother Approved is at 60. Crybaby's right in front of them at 70, but still in the lead somehow is quickest draw with 80 points. Wow. Wow. Yes. So, uh, Emily, you, uh, you're you on the crop uh, quite a bit talking uh, with the the other listeners or uh, past and future co-hosts of Triviality. Um, should people come join you there and talk? Oh, my gosh. Please come join me. We have the most fun. <laughs> We usually just get in the comments, make some, make a ruckus in the comments. Definitely a ruckus. <laughs> and there's something else that you're, you're, I'm sure, excited to talk about that you helped yeah, design. I helped design the crop top. The official, the finally we did the crop top. And you better I buy these design. things you guys. Please buy the crop tops. <laughs> I have one and it's so cute. It looks really, I should, in retrospect, I should have worn it, but I just moved and it's somewhere in my new apartment. You, but you, I have it. You wore it in spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my, spiritual undershirt <laughs> that's all we can hope for with a crop top is that it's our spiritual undershirt yeah exactly if you don't want to wear a crop top if you're not confident yet just wear it under your clothes you'll feel great <laughs> that's what i think it's about underwear crop basically top. Yeah, yeah there's also a tank top though and it's mm -hmm. a it's cool it's so good it's very oh, safe by the bell. Hell yeah. So if you want to prank someone and yell burn, you can wear the trucker hat like mm -hmm. Matt. If you want to wear a muscle tee, muscle tank like Ken, you can wear the nice muscle tank. If you want to wear a crop top, then just wear a crop top. Just do it. It's Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer, baby. All right. And the link will be in the show notes if you want to check that out. But you can also get our normal merchandise if you just click the merchandise link on our website, trivialitypodcast.com. It's over at TeePublic. Uh, Emily, what do you have in store for the swing round today? <sighs> Gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to the cryptid dating game. 
Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the description of a cryptid. <laughs> Matt's gonna be good at oh, this. No. I know Matt loves cryptids. Uh, I will That's give you true. like a list of all the cryptids, so you're not just guessing out of thin air because there's a lot of cryptids. But I'll give you the descriptions first, uh, and then I will give you some cryptids. You just have to match them to their description. I have one question. Yeah. What is a cryptid? You'll find <laughs> out with the list. So give us the list first, mm. and then he'll mm -hmm. realize what list they are. first. Okay. The crazy critter of Bald Mountain. Mothman, Wendigo, uh, Chupacabra, Ahul, Jersey Devil, Baba Yaga, Bigfoot, Bessie, and Krampus. So <laughs> that's, so that, so that's clear. That's clear to you, right? What a cryptid is. I suppose it just seems like an urban legend. Yeah, an urban legend, yeah. fictional creature Loch Ness. thing. Right. I did not include Nessie. I, I kept Nessie out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get to the first description. Oh, I see. Because okay. Oh, we're matching. Real. We're matching. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I had to like <laughs> give a dissertation on each of these. Oh, that makes no, more sense. Then. I need a full speech. Uh, no, we're, we're gonna match. So here's number one. I look like a corpse with a skeleton-like thin body, gray skin, sunken eyes, bloody lips, and yellow fangs. My ideal date would be a walk up the snowy border of eastern Canada. I may have a heart of ice, but I'm the cryptid for you. Mm. All right, number two. Bachelor number two. <laughs> I'm a bipedal, winged humanoid resembling an owl. I'm about seven feet tall and with a wingspan of ten feet. My ideal date would be hanging out by the bridge before it collapses. My eyes may be glowing in red, but that's just so I can pay more attention to you. <laughs> Bachelor number three. I'm Harry. I have cloven hooves and horns and a pointed tongue. One thing to know about me is that I definitely do not want kids. If you pick me, you can look forward to ruining Christmas for naughty children. Uh, this is bachelor number four. I can be found across most of Indonesia. I have the distinct face and features of a chimpanzee, but I also have huge bat wings. I'll use my long claws to capture your heart. All right, number five. I have hooves. Ken? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Number five. I have hooves, a snake's tail, bat wings, and the head of a goat with horns. I have some mommy issues since it's rumored I am the cursed 13th child of Jane Leeds. My ideal date is a, lock along, a walk along the shore. Okay. That's enough dating game. <laughs> That's enough dating game. All right. Uh, number six. I'm a humanoid ape that is about eight feet tall, but it's hard to tell because I'm just so blurry. My ideal date would be quickly walking through the forest. Number seven. I'm a hairless, dog-like creature that sometimes is described as having pointy spines down my back. I would take you out for a nice meal of goat and livestock blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number eight. I'm a 30 to 40 foot long serpent that is dark in color. I love to swim freely in many of the Great Lakes, but Huron Lagoons Marina has still offered a $100,000 reward to catch me, dead or alive. Number nine. I look reptilian or insect-like in nature and have green fluorescent or bioluminescent scales that have a green glow. I'm about the size of a horse. Oh, and did I mention my four tentacles? Take a hike and come find me sometime. And number ten. I'm a ferocious old woman who lives in a house that stands on chicken legs. I may come off as motherly, but I use that as a ruse to steal, cook, and eat children. 
All right, we will be picking the most eligible bachelor, and we will be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Every single week, movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults. It doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. We have been looking over these bachelors, these sexy bachelors, and we have decided what we want to go with. So let's get the questions one more time. Yeah, for sure. Um, So for bachelor number one, who looks like a corpse and would love to walk you up the Canadian countryside. Uh, We thought that was the Wendigo. Thanks to Supernatural, we also thought that that was the Wendigo. I said Wendigo. That is the Wendigo. It's very scary to look at. (laughs) Bachelor number two, uh, the bipedal winged humanoid resembling an owl that would love to watch a bridge collapse with you. All right. um, So we said uh, Mothman. I'll watch the bridge collapse with you. Yeah, we also thought it was Mothman. (laughs) I said Mothman. This is the Mothman, my favorite cryptid. Or my my lawyer, Mothman and Mothman. And that's favorite movie. Starring Richard yes. Gere, The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah, The Mothman's Classic. wild. I don't think he made the bridge collapse. It's just rumored he's a rat. Like, he shows up, and then if he shows up, something bad's going to happen after he, he shows the up. He's so kind of a predictor of bad things. Oh, okay. you- I, th- I guess Mothman's been hanging around me my whole life. I just haven't seen him. <laughs> bad things keep happening, but... He's always watching. All right, Bachelor number three. Uh, Harry with cloven hooves, horns, and a pointed tongue. Um does not want kids because he's going to ruin Christmas for naughty children. Uh, yeah, thanking the office for this one, we said Krampus. We agree, we said Krampus. Thanking the office and not Adam Scott, I'll say Krampus. It is the Krampus. And not just the office, there's a spooky There's a spooky Krampus movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Krampus With scares Adam me. Scott. With Adam Scott. With Adam Scott. Directed by the uh, director of Trick or Treat. Oh, oh okay, yeah. that checks out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Krampus, I like his style. <laughs> He's misunderstood. Yeah. 
I get it. I too hate children. I just like picking really bad villains and saying hey, they're misunderstood. So Jeff is choosing <laughs> Bachelor number number three. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm all in on the Krampus. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to number four. Uh, can be found across most of Indonesia. Has a distinct face of a chimpanzee and big bat wings. God, we said uh, Bobo Boba Yaga. Did I say that right? Baba Yaga, but yeah, that's Baba what he was Yaga. locked in with. Yes, we said the very popular drink, uh, the Bobo Yaga. I'm just kidding. We said <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs> and uh, I took the one that sounded Indonesian, and I said Ahul. It is Ahul. Mm. This is a lesser known cryptid, um, but it's look up pictures of this guy. It is literally just like a chimpanzee with bat wings. It's very, very scary. I understand why people would be scared of it. <laughs> Should I make the joke about Bajul from Sinister, or are you going to? I saw, I saw it bubbling in your brain. So. I, I was going to ask if they were related. Baba Yaga and Bagul. Or no, not Baba Yaga. Ahul and, and, Bagul. and Bagul, the new Perfect Strangers sitcom coming to your TVs. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe they are related. Who's to say? We'll find out. All right, number five. Has hooves, a snake's tail, bat wings, the head of a goat, and has mommy issues because they were the rumored 13th child of Jane Leeds. Uh, I don't know who Jane Leeds is, but I think that this is the Jersey Devil. We also went Jersey Devil. Yep, Jersey Devil. Yeah, you guys caught that hint about the shore, the Jersey Shore. Uh, this is the Jersey mm. Devil. Jane Leeds isn't um, anyone famous in particular, but the rumor is that she had she found out she was pregnant for the 13th time and cursed the child mm. and gave birth mm. to this monstrosity. Seems like it was more her fault. She cursed it. Yeah, she cursed it. You know, it takes two to tango. The guys fought too. Not just Jane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The curse. The, yeah. There but, was a but curse. But it's not the kid's fault. Is what no, no, saying. no. It's not the Jersey Devil's fault. Poor Jersey Devil. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. <laughs> Misunderstood. Yeah. All right. Number six. A humanoid ape that is about eight feet tall and is just so blurry and just wants to walk through the forest with you. Um, on this one, we said uh, Harry and the Henderson star Bigfoot. Yep, name of my fourth favorite monster truck. We said Bigfoot. Fourth favorite? What are the top three? So specific. Gravedigger. Gravedigger is always number one. Uh, the other one. <laughs> What's his face? Can you, name a, can you name a third monster truck? I'll give you, I'll Venmo you $5 right now. If, if you can name one other monster truck besides Bigfoot and Gravedigger. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm sure there's one called Destructor. One right now. Time's or... up. Bull. Hold on. No, I also said Bigfoot. Yeah, I couldn't not. I couldn't write a cryptid round without including Big, Bigfoot. This is Bigfoot. Large planter, as he's known on the East Coast. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Number seven. A hairless dog-like creature that is sometimes described as having pointy spines down their back and would love to take you out for some goat and livestock blood. Uh, yeah, this I'm 100% sure is Chupacabra. Pretty sure that I called Ken at the zoo one time. That was not you, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> to see if uh, what I was describing was uh, a chupacabra. Yeah, just go ahead and step all over my chupacabra story. But I did say chupacabra. Yeah, it's the chupacabra. You already <laughs> shared it. I know. I didn't steal it. We've been new. Um, yeah, I think they figured out that the chupacabra is just like dogs that have mange. Yeah. <laughs> like they pretty much basically. <laughs> That's what I told that guy. I was like, it's probably a coyote with mange. Yeah. So, but you know what? I still believe the chupacabra is out there. We will find the chupacabra. All right. Uh, number eight. 
30 to 40 foot long serpent that is dark in color that swims in many of the Great Lakes. And if you find this cryptid, you will get a $100,000 reward. Sounds like it's worth my time. <laughs> we, we went with uh, Bessie. We also went with Bessie. Yes, Bessie. Yep, this is Bessie. You can usually find Bessie in Lake Erie if you want to go hunt for Bessie. All right, um, question nine. Uh, a reptilian or insect-like creature uh, that has green fluorescent or bioluminescent scales uh, that is about the size of a horse that has four tentacles. Uh, this one where we got wrong because I'm pretty sure it's Boba Yoda, but uh, we said the Azul or Ahul or whatever. We said this was the crazy whatever from Bald Mountain. Certainly sounds crazy. Yep, the crazy critter. It is the crazy critter of Bald Mountain. This thing is wild. <laughs> it sounds made up, to be frank. <laughs> like, I won't take that slander. Like soup's fake. Nah, people have seen it, though. But they've seen it. <laughs> You're going to tell the people that they're wrong? Anyway. Uh, let's let's go to our 10th bachelor, um, the ferocious old woman who lives... Yes, the bachelorette, the ferocious old woman who lives in the house that stands on chicken legs, who uh, steals, cooks, and eats children. Uh, yeah, we also know we got this one wrong. We said this one was the crazy critter of Bald Mountain. And we said this was a hool. Baba Yaga. Doesn't Baba mean old woman in mm-hmm. a couple languages? Is she, I believe this is Slovakian, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Baba Yaga. Yeah. she's There's... I believe movies based off of Baba Yaga. There's got to be. She's spooky. Yeah. Spooky lady. Looks like the swing round was uh, very fruitful for Team Quickest Draw because you had a perfect 10. So you get plus 50 points, bring your total to, is that 140 if my math 130. is? 130. 130. See, I can't even do the math that quickly in my head. But you're at 130. Looks like Team Crybabies is going to be at 105 going into the second round. And uh, Team Kid Tested, Not Mother Approved, with 100 in third place currently. Awesome. Let's uh, head right into the second round here with question one. The practice of noodling involves catching catfish, but what makes this fishing technique unique? I just saw this on TikTok. We can lock in. I agree. <laughs> That's where I got the question. Where do you think I got the question? Is it the one with the the person they said looked like they had a Disney smile? I probably. We'll see. Probably. We'll see. <laughs> I think this kind of catfishing is you create a new username that's similar to somebody else's. And you send them. <laughs> it's probably, is this the one where they stick their arms in the water and just yeah. have the catfish yeah, they, bite they it or whatever? Yeah. They like, yeah. I don't know how you would say that fishing with your hands, but like, yeah, they come out with the fish basically biting their arm, eating their arm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fish, fish arm biting something. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're locked in. Noodling. Noodling. Yeah, Jeff and I agree. <laughs> I saw a TikTok video of uh, a woman fishing and she had a really huge catfish on her arm that was biting her uh, when it came out of the water. And someone commented, you look like a Disney princess and you should be one. So that's what we locked in with. Yeah, I said you stick your fingers in the water and wave them around and come out with a catfish. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the TikTok I saw as well. That's where I got this question. Um, you're catching the fish with your bare hands, basically just like getting them to chomp down on your whole arm there. Uh, and people that do this are called noodlers. See, they're making fun of me for being on TikTok all the time. I just saw this one last night. TikTok will give you trivia information. I've also <laughs> seen people noodle catfish for some reason. I'll noodle, I'll noodle you, Jeff. Well, I can't even say it. <laughs> 
<laughs> the noodler sounds like some kind of supervillain. Like he leaves little noodles. <laughs> the noodler. It's probably Ooh, here's obscure, a farfalle. Obscure <laughs> Batman He's villain. like attacking people with pool noodles. <laughs> Teams up with Calendar Man or whatever. <laughs> I've left this plate of pasifazul on your bed. <laughs> Robin, please ignore the hand that's shaking underwater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, let's go to question two. The tympanic membrane can be found in which part of the body? More lectin. I think it's somewhere in your ear. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I was thinking your ear. Yeah. Like tempo or th- music or something. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of membranes in there. It seems like it's, it's a yeah. place ripe with membrane. I think, is that I think, your eardrum, yeah. actually? Is it, is it another name for your eardrum? Oh, let's hope so. We're going to lock in with, with yeah. the ear. Ear. Pretty sure it's another name for the eardrum. We said ear. Yeah, it sounds really good. I said brain. It is the ear. Walking real fast. Yeah, um, you guys got it right, but for the wrong reasons. It's tympanic, like tympany, mm-hmm. like drum, yeah, like stretched over. Yeah, like stretched yeah. over material. Uh, so yeah, it's it's the, another name for the eardrum. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Question three: A Simpsons question. In The Simpsons, what are the names of the one-eyed aliens who have appeared in all 31 Treehouse of Horror Halloween specials? These are the aliens that always have, like, the the, um, saliva down their mouth, right? Yeah. For some reason, Craig is coming to mind with, like, a K. (laughs) I I literally can't remember these names. It's me, Craig. (laughs) I'm here to watch The Simpsons with you. Well... Let me let me just give you this logic because I don't know the answer. Um, the first two answers were hand and ear. Does it have another body part name? Foot, leg, something like that. But I don't know. I'm more confused now. Pudendum. Brain. Perineum. Brain isn't no. brain. Brains. Sciatic nerve. No, I don't know. The brain. Brains. Let's say brains. Okay. Uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, these believe these are uh, brother and sister. Uh, despite the voices, uh, Kang and Kodos. I, too, said Kang and Kodos. Yep, it is Kang and Kodos. Good job, guys. Oh, where that band name comes from. I voted for Kodos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. All right, uh, let's go to question four. The Los Angeles Kings won the Stanley Cup in 2014. How many times Ooh. had they won the cup before then? Also, yeah, boo. Okay, we're locked in over here. I feel like didn't they win it in 20 about five years ago, five years earlier or something like that. Yeah. Well, I I think it was actually even, I think it was like 2012 because there was a while when it was the 2014. And then I think they had won it in 2012. I believe they had won one with Gretzky in the early nineties. So I think that's two. Does two sound right? You think it's three? Oh yeah, yeah, two, uh, two, two prior, prior to twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would. That's what I think. Okay, we're gonna lock in with two. Okay, guys. Yeah, uh, I forgot Wayne Gretzky was on the Kings, and that w- definitely would not make it zero. But we just said zero. Well, I know for a fact they won one. I believe in twenty twelve. So went Kings, mm-hmm. Hawks, Kings. Hawks, I believe. So I said one. I'm not sure if they won with Gretzky or not. Uh, yeah, it is only one. They won the uh. cup in 2012, and they went to the finals in 1993 with Gretzky. Mm. Um, but they did not win. So it's just one. Makes sense. All right, let's move to question five. What Latin word translates to nobody? Man, this would have made finding someone a lot more difficult. 
Okay. So they're locked in. Let's do you have any idea before we make things no. up? Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to go at it from the, the finding angle. And I was like, Oh, Nemo finding Nemo. Fi- yeah. Nemo, you know, Nemo, no one. Yeah. I'm not, it would be if you were finding no one that would make it hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other one I thought yeah, of was Forrester. Yeah. I don't think it's finding Forrester, just so you guys know. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the first one that popped into my head, too. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I, but are it's you good not with Dory, Nemo? right? No. Yeah, it's not Dory. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Nemo's good. I think let's lock in with Nemo. All right. Yeah. Chris, do you tell your students that you counsel, uh, you're the man now, dog? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to establish trust if I talk like that. (laughs) I heard you want to cut some clashes. (laughs) Big mistake. Uh, Jeff, what did we put? Uh, We also just put Nemo. Yeah, I'm quick draw, so all I could get down on the paper before I heard the answer was Waldo, but I think you guys are right. Yeah, you guys walked backwards into Nemo. <laughs> you did it. My joke answer was going to be Marco Polo. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> and it looks like after five questions, Team Quickest Draw uh, is at 160. And it uh, looks like Team uh, Crybaby is at 145. And Team uh, Kid uh, Approved, Mother Not Approved, whatever we're called, <laughs> is at one, 130. Mm. Wow, we're, we're getting pretty close here, guys. Kid not in play right now. okay let's go to question six most folks are familiar with george Seurat's pointillism painting a sunday afternoon on the island of la grand jette this piece depicts three dogs one monkey and within five how many people i think we're i think we're in the 20 to 30 range maybe yeah i was thinking right in the middle there 25 yeah let's let's uh let's just cut cut in the middle and say 25 all right sounds good I was thinking something similar. It might be more, but uh, we went with 27. Did you say within five? Oh, I just put five. Oh, there's 48. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of like really little people in the back um, and on like the boats and stuff. So in total, yeah, there's there's 48 folks depicted in that wow. painting. It's a really big, really big guy. Yeah. All right. Question seven. It's fairly common knowledge that Viggo Mortensen broke his foot kicking a helmet while filming Two Towers, but which actor ironically injured his leg while filming The Force Awakens? We are locked in over here. What about uh, maybe maybe Harrison Ford did it? He was only on for a couple minutes, but he still managed to hurt himself. Sure. Man, that guy yeah. survived like two plane crashes. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Injured. Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, JJ, why'd you make this door so dumb? Uh, we went Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford can't stop injuring himself. It, yeah, it was Harrison Ford. One of the uh, um, hydraulic doors in the Millennium Falcon fell on him. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Welcome to the movies, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a little. It's kind of a bummer, but he's all right. He turned out fine. All right, moving along to question eight. Which of the following is not a stop in the board game Ticket to Ride? Oklahoma City, Duluth, Albany. Or Charleston. Uh, we're locked in. Of this was the Music Man board game. I would know that I was, River City. I was just playing this with my son. Absolutely, stop. It's sad because I this, usually play Europe. You were playing this game with your son the was, other day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
I love this. This is more of a, a Albany question. I don't. I want. I don't think it's Albany. For some reason, I'm leaning towards Charleston, but you don't think there's I'm a Charleston stop? It's probably. It's. I think it's either. I think that it's either Albany or um, Charleston. I'm leaning well, towards Charleston, go, though. For some reason, yeah, you were you were leaning Charleston. So let's go Charleston. Um, I believe the kind of trick here is uh, instead of Minneapolis, there's Duluth, and I know there's an Oklahoma City and a Charleston. So we said Albany. It's been quite a long time since I've played, so I just had to go off hunch, and I said Charleston. It is Albany. There's not an Albany stop. I love this game. I'm terrible at the game, but I still enjoy it. All right, question nine. The Chinese flag contains how many stars? Locked in. Wow. Confidence. Why don't I remember these things? Uh, Big star, three little stars. That sounds right. I don't know. For some reason, I'm so... Because there's like the three yeah. in the corner, right? Yeah. I, 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 so you're good with locking in with four? Yeah. Okay, four it is. Pretty confident there is one large star and there are four other stars surrounding mm. it. So we said five. Just picturing red, um, but I said five on a whim. Yeah, Jeff's exactly correct. There's four little stars ah. surrounding one big star, making it five stars. Okay, let's let's just get to question 10. The kakapo, also called the owl parrot, is a flightless bird native to which country? Jeff gave me an idea. I threw an idea at him, and we agreed on an answer, so we're locked in. Well, one is, could it be like Australia? Because then it's not going to be native to any other countries. And I think the dodo was a flightless bird. Wasn't that, was that from Australia? So I was thinking I that region it. too. Initially, I was thinking possibly New Zealand. I feel like there are quite yeah. a few flightless birds in that area. But I kind of like Australia because everyone loves Australia. It it comes up a lot <laughs> in our show, and maybe that's that's part of it. Um, I'm I'm good with going with Australia. We went with a uh, another a named country, and we just said Argentina. It's funny, I wrote Argentina and then I crossed it out and I put New Zealand. I, I have no idea. Just a hunch. Yeah, it's New Zealand. No way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening today. I don't know what's happening either, quite honestly. I think, I think instead of Ken's normal vitamins, he took Neil's limitless pill. <laughs> he took a limitless <laughs> pill. Um, yeah, these guys are super cute. They're real they're, they're real good. I think they're my new favorite flightless bird. They're good boys. They're good boys. Now, kiwis? What are those? <laughs> Fruit. <laughs> That's a loaded question, Jeff. <laughs> they're a fruit. They're a flightless bird. They are also a flightless bird, right? Yeah, I think okay. they're. I think a kiwis are flat. black with like a a long beak nose. Okay, That's, yeah. I was referring to flightless birds. It wasn't just out of nowhere that I was asking about kiwi. I, I, I'm aware of the fruit. Yeah, they are. Ah, yes. Yeah, they have that really the long, long beak. The long beak. They look like a echidna. Oh no! But this a bird. is a cursed image. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! She found an image of a kiwi, but it's also a it's kiwi. It's all sliced up like a like a like fruit with the fruit inside. Just, oh no! Just be careful uh, searching kiwi with uh, safe search off. Yeah, that's that's gonna haunt my dreams. Okay. Looks like uh, going into the final round, uh, Team Crybabies is in third place currently with 155 points, but just in front of them. Uh, are the uh, mother-approved, kids-hated uh, team of 160. <laughs> and in the lead right now, somehow, I don't know 
Some way. Some somehow. way, somehow. Uh, the quickest draw with 190 points. I think Emily should write every game. You would do well, according to these rules. A. Uh, now, Emily, you are a Patreon supporter, and so are I you, sure Chris. Am. So, Emily, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, is there a favorite crop drop or Patreon bonus in recent history that you enjoy listening to? <sighs> or a moment? Not in re- I mean, not in re- I like all of them, but I like that there was one that Kellen and I did with you guys like a while back that we helped you guys with. Oh, that's right. And that yeah. was really fun. I like going back to listen to that one because that was before the COVID time. So it's like remembering mm. the nice memories. It was yeah. before, before the storm hit. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was fun. And uh, Chris, are you enjoying the 30 or more hours of content you're getting uh, thrown into your face? All the content. <laughs> I am. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy like the crop drop where you guys just sort of hang out and it's not like a trivia thing. It's just hearing you guys be yourselves, which is yeah. you know, refreshing. So you can do all the dirty jokes. Right. right. Like a cut out <laughs> of the normal dark. episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to be the fiends that we are. So, uh, well, yeah, if you'd like to join Chris and uh, Emily, you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcasts uh, oh. and help the, the show continue to grow. Yeah, do it. It's a hoot. It's a time. <laughs> There's your tagline. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. <laughs> Check it out, everyone. And it helps us. So that's nice. That's also true, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want some categories? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'll just go down my list of five. Um, number, I hardly know her. Number two, killer, I hardly know her. <laughs> number three, this is a bit of a stretch. Gold medal contender, I hardly know her. Number four, Lunar, I hardly know her. And number five, Reader, I hardly know her. All of the wagers are locked in. Just for the listeners at home, uh, Team Crybabies and the team of me and Jeff, the kid approve, whatever you want to call it, uh, are going all in. So 30 points all the way down, just for, your, for the record. But Ken is going to have his own wagers that oh, he can I'm going to muck it up. I, I know I'm going to muck it up. Uh, I bet uh, 5, 30, 5, 15, 30. So we'll see what happens here. All right. It's going to be interesting. Let's hear those questions. All right. Question one. Which is the largest? The set of all natural numbers? The set of all prime numbers? The set of all rational numbers or the set of all real numbers? Okay, question two. Who is the subject of this rhyme made up about a woman who allegedly killed her stepmother and father in 1892? Blank, blank, took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Question three. Women competed for the first time in the 1900 Games in Paris. Of a total 997 athletes, 22 women competed in the five sports that were allowing women. Name three of the five. Question four. Which three zodiac signs are represented by horned animals? And question five is long, so I'll, I'll get through it as fast as I can here. In Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series, people called allomancers can ingest metals and burn them for magical effects. These include enhancing one's senses, pushing and pulling other metal objects, and altering someone else's emotions. There are 16 total metals that allomancers can burn, which of the following is not a burnable metal. Pewter, nickel, steel, or gold. All right, we will go over these questions and be back with our answers. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. 
All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All the answers are now locked in. Let's go back to Emily and see how we did. All right. Um, so for number one, which is the largest, the set of all natural, prime, rational, or all real numbers? Uh, we wagered 30 on these, and uh, my head started spinning when I started thinking of the timeline of negative infinity to positive infinity to the absolute value of infinity. And I just wanted to think about something real. So we said real. Yeah, um, so I think the natural numbers are like one through infinity. Um, and then you have, there's also an infinite number of prime numbers. Um, and then the rational numbers would be uh, through, you know, negative and all that stuff. And then, yeah, but there's more countable infinity between one and two than there is in all of the regular numbers. So we said real. And I hope we're all wrong because I only bet five here, but I said real also. It is all real numbers, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, ah, real numbers. <laughs> ah, real numbers. <laughs> uh, natural, prime, and rational numbers are all the same size of infinity. I don't know what that means. Uh, I learned about this on they're, Tuesday. They're all, I believe, Elif Knoll is the uh, first size of infinity. Sure. So these are the numbers that Ja Rule and J-Lo were talking about. Yeah, these are the ones. No one at me on this. I'm Basically, just... yeah, there's a there's a mathematical proof where there's like there's more numbers between one and two than there are between one and infinity. If you go like sure. decimal numbers, because you could have an infinite sequence at each decimal. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me well. nervous. Well, so let's go to number two. Who is the subject of the rhyme made up about a woman who allegedly killed her stepmother and her father in 1892? Blank, blank, took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Uh, and for this one, we said uh, Lizzie Borden. Yeah, we locked in with uh, potentially Elizabeth, but certainly Lizzie Borden. For this one, I did go 30. Lizzie Borden. Yeah, it is Lizzie Borden. She didn't actually give them 40 wax. I just want that to be clear. Speaking of real monsters, mm. oh, maybe not. We don't know her story. So we it's just the rhyme that. that they made. That's just what people said about her. I believe she only oh. hit each of them like 17-ish times. Misunderstood. Oh, Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Misreported for sure. Definitely. Well, kids made it up. So <laughs> Jason Voorhees, misunderstood. misunderstood. Kid drowned. <laughs> wasn't looked over. Misindependent. No. 
<laughs> Misunderstood. <laughs> my way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're getting into some shenanigans. <laughs> Let's go to question three. Women competed for the first time in the 1900 Games in Paris. Of a total of 997 athletes, 22 were women, uh, and they competed in five sports. I wanted you to name three of the five. Uh, yeah, we wagered 30 on this one. Uh, we ruled out a lot of the running and swimming events. Uh, we thought that they, they would not allow the women to do that. So we kind of uh, zeroed in on soccer as one, um, equestrian sports, just general horsey things. And uh, we said golf. Golf is the other one. We wagered 30 as well. Uh, so the logic for this one is we thought uh, a lot of these sports were probably ones that were enjoyed by the upper class. So we definitely thought equestrian was one because it was a single uh, solo event. Horses. Um, horses. Is, yeah, we called it horses. And Emily said, uh, Do you sh- are you sure you mean horses? We said equestrian. <laughs> it's my favorite Olympic event. <laughs> uh, Jeff mentioned tennis, which we thought was good. Uh, I also mentioned I think golf uh, would have been one. Um, and then I said the thing that's in Alice in Wonderland with the flamingos that they hit the balls. And Jeff said croquet. And I said, I bet it would be funny enough that that one was one. But we officially locked in with um, sailing because I also saw that on a TikTok. So that's what we're going to lock in with. Sailing, <laughs> tennis, and equestrian. All right, for a mere five points, I said swimming, track, and equestrian. Um, so you guys backed into this one. The, uh, the five the five that there were were tennis, sailing, croquet, equestrian, and golf. Whoa. <laughs> croquet? Neil knew all Let's five. Let's go women. <laughs> I said it's got to be something really pretentious that, that would have been around in 1900. Yeah, you wow. guys were sitting here like, oh, no way croquet is an Olympic <laughs> event. It was. That's insane. So points yeah. for... Us, yeah. Just you guys. I, be- I believe that tug of war at one time had uh, yeah. they have tug of war as like an experimental sport because they have s- experimental sports. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, let's go to question four. Which three zodiac signs are represented by horned animals? Um, for this one, the the first two I think came pretty quickly to us. We said uh, Taurus and Aries, and then the last one we struggled with, um, but we said Capricorn, because neither one of us could remember what that was. Yeah, we think uh, this actually came up on an episode that's going to release tomorrow uh, with Capricorn. And um, the other two we said were Taurus and Aries. So we hope those are correct. I wagered 15. I said Taurus, Capricorn, Aries. Yeah, it is Taurus, Aries, and Capricorn. Um, The Taurus is a bull, the Aries is a ram, and Capricorn is a goat. Yep, Matt was right. All right, and um, for number five, um, in Br- Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series, um, Alamancers can burn metals for uh, magical effects. There are 16 total, but I just needed you to tell me which between pewter, nickel, steel, and gold was not one of these metals you can use. Um, this one was tough. Uh, we kind of knocked out gold and pewter right away for no reason and then we narrowed it down to nickel and steel also for no reason and then just locked in nickel because i have no idea but we said nickel uh we just thought steel sounded the least fantasy so we just said steel same reason same wager the answer is nickel. Wow. Yeah. Um, pewter enhances your strength. Steel pushes nearby metals, and gold reveals an alternate version of yourself. Uh, how do you make different decisions? Oh, I need that one. Yeah, these are like get like pretty pretty dark up in the burnable metals. But yeah, nickel's not one of those. That was a horse. That was like 
That was a horse and buggy color. That was a horse and buggy race. That was horses. <laughs> that was a horse. That was horses. <laughs> All right. The scores are in, everyone. And it went through the lottery machine with the little balls. We spun the ball and got the balls of scores to come out. And we looked at them. It looks like Team Quickest Draw faltered in the final round, just as he predicted, like Nostradamus. <laughs> uh, you, you know something? I feel a bit like too- like William Wallace, where I lost, but I really won. Flew you won the heart the of the people. Yeah. 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 So you have 205 points, Ken, uh, in third place. Which, by the way, or playing by yourself is a hell of Rocky, a game. Rocky yeah. and Rocky won. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Like, don't take anything away from that score. You did very well. You Spoilers did. for Braveheart and Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> you were winning the whole game, and yeah, it was just the last round. Um, and then uh, it all came down to five points, uh, believe it or not. So in second place today with 245 points are the Crybabies, making mm. the cream of the crop today with 250 points. Jeff, I don't know what our name is. Please tell us so that we can say that we're the winners. Baby, babies and moms. Kid tested, not mother approved. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Yeah. What a game. Which I think officially we decided was the a parody of the Kicks uh, slogan. Yeah. What, wherever that came from. All right. Great job, guys. Yes. Great game. Thank we you, Emily. It. Yeah. Yes, oh, thank that was you. great. We got some of the, the Monday Night Sillies. So I, that was... You know, glad to hang out with you guys. Well, let's cool. give the floor to you, Emily. Uh, any Anyone you'd like to shout out? Anyone that helped you write the game? Uh, any other uh, monsters that we want to say were just misunderstood? I could go. I mean, I did not include Nessie on this list because I, they call her the Loch Ness Monster. and She did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. She's not a monster. Um, but, yeah, no, my partner Justin helped me write a bunch of these questions, uh, especially the math one. So, um, yeah, big thanks to him, but... This was this was a lot of fun. I'm just happy to see you guys again. Yes, you too, and congrats on on your move. Thank you. Yes. I'm in Chicago. I'm a city gal now. You are a city gal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we learned, I think on a previous episode that was released, we know what the Loch Ness monster really is, Ken, but we won't say it again. At least according to my research, uh, it has to do with whales. Uh, <laughs> Chris. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, any uh, any people you'd like to shout out? Any other uh, nuggets of wisdom that will uh, make us tear up like you did with your previous comment at the beginning of the episode? Oh, yeah, I need it. Uh, you know, thanks again. Thank you guys for uh, having me on. I know uh, we had to reschedule, but, you know, it's glad it worked out. Um, and, you know, I enjoy uh, your podcast a lot and, you know, listening to it. And finally, nice to meet you guys, albeit virtually. Um, I want to thank my uh, my wife who you know who went to the other room while I was able to while I recorded this, and my kids who stayed in their beds and didn't bother me during the episode. So, uh, but yeah, but thank you guys very much for having me. It was a very well written game. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And I think I should have gotten five points for saying Kicks was the cereal that said that at the beginning of the game, but I won't cry mm. about it. <laughs> wow. Don't be a crybaby. We'll call it a tie. We'll call it a draw. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah, as Ken said, we'll call that a draw. And we look forward to hopefully meeting you uh, face-to-face uh, if we can make it out to the Massachusetts area again, which we had a lot of fun in Boston. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Uh, well, yes, thank you, Emily, very much. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I think that's it, right, Ken? Yeah. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Matt. Yeah, yeah no thanks, thinking, Matt, for... Yeah, yeah this is the first game of mine Matt has ever played. Yes, thank you, Matt. Matt, Matt hey. carried us. Oh, no, stop it. To second yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, uh, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you to all our patron supporters, my or patrons. Pa- see, I, I mixed them up again. Pat- patrons, patrons of Patreon, is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to all of you. Uh, thank you to Emily, uh, Ken, Jeff, 
Chris and Matt. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. This is the dawning of the age of a What is the Aquarius? Oh, that was the one we, we forgot. One. Yeah, it was the one that we forgot. Aquarius but... is like a mermaid. I don't know. Some A mermaid? It's some is water. It a... You guys want to play mermaids? <laughs> are you guys in? You guys all in? We're, yeah, we are in. What's your, so. what's your mermaid power? Did you go for the last one? <laughs>